You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. I do not know him. It's the title of this devotion. I'm talking about Jesus. You see, we may have come to hear about him. It's kind of like what Job said. When he was in his trial, his great battle was to know him, to know him, because that's the nature of Satan, the absence of the knowledge of God. The knowledge of self is the nature of pride, the knowledge of self instead of the knowledge of God. The nature of Satan is opposed to the knowledge of God because he is exerting the knowledge of self. That is the nature of pride. That is the poison that was breathed into the human race that separate us from the knowledge of the Father. In Jesus, we see the opposite. He came and gave us the knowledge of the Father. He said, see me, see the Father. Know me, know the Father. Job said in Job 42, I had heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eye sees you and I abhor myself. You see, Job came to a revelation of of God. And that is what gave him ascendancy over Satan, over that knowledge of self. And he had to learn that even within the qualities that God works within self, we must always keep our eyes on Him and not self. And Job learned something most phenomenal. He saw God. He saw God. And Jesus said in John, in, excuse me, in Matthew chapter 5, verse 8, the pure in heart will see God instead of self. Purity of heart is not seeing self, but seeing God. And often we don't know Him to the degree that we need to get to know Him. So this is what I want to talk to you about. You see, the scripture says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 8, if they had known the Lord of glory, they would have never crucified Him. But what I could not see, what ear could not hear, what the heart could not perceive has now been revealed to us by the Holy Spirit. You see, Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, I think verse 16, 17, the Living Bible, he said, I mistakenly used to think that Jesus was just another man like myself. How different, I think, now what it means to become a Christian now that Christ has come to live in my heart. Now I realize when anybody becomes a Christian, he becomes a new creation, born of God. You see, here in John chapter 1, the Gospel of John chapter 1, starting at verse 9, it says that which was the true light which gives light to every man coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, 
and the world did not know him. He came to his own and his own did not receive him. But as many as receive him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born, not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but who are born of God. That knowing of the true living God comes when Christ comes into our heart by his spirit and makes us alive unto God. You see, before we have Christ in us, we have spiritual blindness. We're called spiritually dead. It says in Ephesians 4 verse 18, that our understanding is darkened because we are alienated from the life of God, which causes ignorance in us, blindness of heart. I don't know him because I don't have the spiritual understanding to perceive and recognize him. I am spiritually blind. I'm spiritually ignorant. I can't perceive him. I can't connect with him. You see, that is what it means to be lost. To be found is to have your understanding enlightened, to perceive him, to know and to recognize the only true living God and to come to know him as your loving heavenly father. The Apostle Paul, and I'll read this from the Passion Translation. He says here in Philippians, Philippians chapter 3, listen to this. He says, all of the accomplishments that I once took credit for, I've now forsaken them and I regard it all as nothing compared to the delight of experiencing Jesus Christ as my Lord. To truly know him meant letting go of everything from my past and throwing, it, throwing all my boasting on the garbage heap. It's all like a pile of manure to me now so that I may be enriched in the reality of knowing Jesus Christ and embracing him as Lord in all of his greatness. My passion is to be consumed with him and not clinging to my own righteousness based in me keeping the written law. My righteousness will be his based on the faithfulness of Jesus Christ the very righteousness that comes from God. The apostle, he learned that the only way to truly come to know God is to have Christ in his life and to have Christ formed in him. I, I, I gotta read you another little part. You see, in coming to know Christ in him, there were two things that the apostle began to realize as the most prevalent aspects of knowing him the most prevalent aspects of knowing him. He says, listen, in verse 10 of Philippians chapter 3 in the Amplified, my determined purpose is that I may know him, that I may progressively become more deeply, intimately acquainted with him, perceiving and recognizing and understanding the wonder of his person more strongly and more clearly. Listen now that I may in the same way come to know the power overflowing from his resurrection, which he exerts over believers, and that I may so share his suffering 
as to be continuously transformed in spirit into his likeness to his death and so forth. He says, I've come to know Christ and I'm coming to know Christ in the power of his resurrection life being revealed in me and the fellowship of his suffering. You say, I come to know Christ in the power of his resurrection life revealed in me and the fellowship of his suffering, his ability to bear the failings and weaknesses of us all and to deliver us from the pains of, the, of that guilt and shame of failure and to impart into us that spirit of acceptance and well-pleasing in which he lives in the presence of the Father. That's how I want to come to know him. And you see, friends, there's a common temptation when it comes to the area of knowing him. And that's why I entitled today, I do not know him because there's this common temptation that we all go through in this life and it, it can be a prolonged time or it can be just these attacks that kind of come at key moments of life. Jesus said here in Luke 22, verse 31, and the Lord said, Simon, Simon, talking to Peter, indeed Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. And then Jesus says to Peter, Peter, you will three times deny that you know me. In verse 34, three times you will deny that you know me. You see, that is the common temptation of the devil to make you feel you don't know him. You don't know him in the power of his life-giving spirit being revealed in your flesh. You don't know him in the fellowship of his suffering. You see, Peter began to know Jesus as the son of the living God. We read in Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, when Jesus asked his disciples, who do you say I am? And Peter said, you are the Christ the son of the living God. And Jesus said to him, you are blessed for no human being has revealed this to you but my father is in heaven. And then Jesus began to share with them the reason he came was to suffer and die. And immediately Satan, you could see, did not know him yet as he ought because he said, God forbid that this should happen to you. And you could see how the enemy still had a certain influence upon him not to know him. And Jesus said, get behind me, Satan, for all you thought of is the things of men and not of the Father. You only thought of self and not of the Father. And, and to Jesus, that was such a violent revolt against his knowing, because for him was to know the Father and to do the Father's perfect will instead of to preserve self. That was the enemy. And Peter didn't know him yet. And we can all have that. And sometimes that could be quite stiff-necked, like the children of Israel that Hebrews chapter 3 warns against, that evil heart of unbelief and not knowing him, but insisting on self, seeking self, wanting self. Jesus said of you in Mark 8, 34, if you want to come after me, you have to deny yourself and take up your cross. For he who seeks to save himself will lose, but he who loses himself for my sake will find life. 
You see, friends, sometimes we need to wake up that we don't know him as we are, because we're still preserving self, seeking self, and complaining, insisting on self, being moody and irritable because self, self, self. All of that comes from self, friends. All that moodiness and attitudes and prickliness and harshness towards others is all self. There's none, none of that is Jesus. And Peter didn't yet know him as he ought. And sometimes, friends, the enemy is able to keep coming and attacking us because we don't know him as we ought. And Jesus said, Peter, three times you will deny that you know me. And then if I go with you to Matthew 27, in closing, in Matthew 27, listen to this. The, the last part of this devotion is very important. So I pray you just really listen to this last part if you hear anything. Because before I read Matthew 27, I want to go back to Luke chapter 22, and I'll go to verse uh, 54. Now Jesus, having been arrested, they led him and brought him into the high priest's house. But Peter followed at a distance. And when they had kindled a fire in the midst of the courtyard and sat down together, Peter sat among them. And a certain servant girl, seeing him as he sat by the fire, looking intently at him, said, This man was also with him. But he denied him, saying, Woman, I do not know him. So what was the real fundamental temptation of the devil? Not to know him because you're preserving self. You're feeling threatened within self. You see, self needs to be crucified with Christ to know him. When you are not crucified fully, you don't know him as you ought. And after a little while, another saw him and said, you are of them. But Peter said, man, I'm not. Then after about an hour had passed, another confidently affirmed saying, surely this fellow also was with him for he is a Galilean. But Peter said, man, I do not know what you are saying. Immediately, while he was still speaking, the rooster crowed, listen now, and the Lord turned and looked at Peter. And Peter remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said to him, before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. So Peter went out and wept bitterly. And in Matthew, in closing, Matthew chapter 27, verse 67. <coughs> Matthew 27, it cannot be. So I have the wrong chapter. Oh, I really think this is important. Chapter 26, verse 67. And they spat in his face and beat him, and others struck him with the palm of the hands, saying, Prophesy to us, Christ, who is the one who struck you? Now Peter sat outside of the courtyard when he was being tempted. So what's the point? While Jesus was being wounded, Peter denied he know him. You see, many may know him, 
in many wonderful ways, but we don't always know him in the fellowship of his suffering. Paul talks about in Philippians 3 verse 10. We don't know him in denial of, denial of self. We don't know him in laying on the altar as a sweet incense sacrifice, that which we hold dear, that which comforts us, that which blesses and ministers to us, that which we desire, we want to lay that sweetly on the altar. We don't know that. When we have to lay things on the altar that have a hold of our affections, we're stiff-necked, we're rebellious. We won't do it. We won't let go of it. We don't offer it sweetly. We don't know Him in how by His eternal Spirit He offered Himself without blemish to the Father. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 14. And this is what I long for for you. And I pray that you hear this, that you may come to know Him in the fellowship of His suffering to empower you to lay it all at the altar. All that the devil constantly used to push on you and to pull on you because you were not fully surrendered. You were not fully in the knowledge of the Son that he harassed you and caused you to feel unloved and not appreciated, not liked, not fulfilled, not satisfied, not complete, not whatever, not, not, not. That that's all surrendered, that you're complete in him in the fellowship of his suffering. You delight yourself in his eternal spirit by which he offered himself without blemish to the Father. And that spirit enables you to offer it all to God and you're happy and satisfied in him. And you know him. You know him. You don't deny him. And when people look at you and say, you know, that, that was really hard. You could say, oh, the love I feel, the fellowship I have in Jesus is amazing. It's amazing. I feel so content in him, so complete in him. I know him. You see what I'm trying to show you? Amen. Have a good day.